0: Welcome to Harley Paranormal. The cards tell me it's time to get spooky. Are you ready to see what's in my crystal ball? <laughs> I think that's clever.
1: Oh, that took me by surprise. I'm I'm obviously not psychic.
0: But are you ready to hear about psychics? Yeah, 100% always. Okay. This is Lacey.
1: This is Jerry.
0: I was trying to think of a psychic pun, and I couldn't think of one to segue into it.
1: This episode is divine.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
1: Well, it might be. I don't know. We haven't done it yet.
0: Is there anything that you wanted to, any news? That's right. We
1: have news. So what some of you may notice if you have listened to the previous three episodes is that Lacey does not sound like she's in a different room.
0: <laughs> or in a tin can. Or in
1: a tin, well, you do live in a tin can. <laughs> Fair. We just aren't recording from the tin can anymore.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: we have a new mic. We got one of these lovely, lovely, lovely blue snowball ice microphones
0: and who told us about that
1: um actually that was suggested to us by the gang over at real life ghost stories so thank you for that advice
0: and they're so delightful
1: they are they're very helpful <laughs> so we're actually going to get another one so that we can both have because i'm still using our cheap <laughs> not good mic so my audio might be a little crummy but Lacey is going to be crystal clear yeah. Crystal Career. Career. <laughs> Crystal Career. Crystal Ball. Psychic Joker. <laughs> oh,
0: I get it. I get it.
1: The other news is as of the recording of this episode, we are at 115 downloads, which is bonkers.
0: I have so much anxiety right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have so much anxiety. Like I'm excited that people wanna hear the stupid things that we have to say. Mm-hmm. But I'm also so anxious that people are now listening to the <laughs> stupid things we have to say.
0: I don't worry, because people hear me in real life, and they're like, wow, you should never talk to people, and then now, I'm on a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, never talk to people? Screw you, I'm gonna talk to all the people. I'm gonna talk to
0: strangers. <laughs>
1: so today, we're talking about psychics. Yes. Do you believe in psychics?
0: Absolutely not. I'm sorry. I know people think that they have gifts and stuff like that, but I own, like, a tarot deck, and- You're definitely not psychic. Oh, No. I don't even know things that you're supposed to know, like math. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I believe in that. There's some instances where like you're close to believing because it seems pretty legit. But then when you see like their flubs, it's it's bad.
1: Well, and I think with because I don't believe in psychics, and my reasons are a little bit more personal because I, w- when I was growing up, when I was a young warthog. <laughs> I uh, would go to the town, one town over to where we lived, and there was a psychic that operated in the town. It was like a little beach community. And it was mostly for tourists, but she gave $10 palm readings, she did $15 tarot card readings, and for an amount that I don't remember, she could also tell you like your future. We used to go and get our palms read and our tarot deck read or whatever. I started getting really interested in working as a psychic and started learning about what went into... Being a psychic, mm-hmm. and for a while, um, one of my my young boyhood friends, we thought that we could read each other's minds because we, I could accurately guess what he was thinking much of the time. But the fact that I describe it as guess probably tells you a lot about <laughs> yeah <laughs> what was really happening. And I had realized that that wasn't what was going on; just that we knew each other really well because I couldn't really do it with anybody else. So that began my decline in the belief of psychics. I feel like that's pretty cut and
0: dry. Like, <laughs> You could say it's crystal clear.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought I could be a psychic, and I figured out I wasn't psychic, but could still do psychic things, and was like, oh, I think it might all be bullshit.
0: (laughs) Have you ever known anyone who claimed to be psychic?
1: Yes, numerous people in my life.
0: That's a weird thing.
1: Yeah. And I think with psychics, especially because you have the different grades of psychics, Like there's the ones that do the fun time at the boardwalk fortune telling.
0: I love those ones. I love those too. Because it's entertainment.
1: Yeah. And then you have the big, big ones that are like helping solve murders. (laughs) I think that no matter what... Murder. Murder. (laughs) (laughs) I think that no matter where you are on the spectrum, it goes back to the old adage that people only believe things for two reasons. They're afraid that it's true. Or they want it to be true. And I think with psychics, if a psychic says something bad is going to happen to you, you might be afraid that that is true, and that might influence whether or not you believe it, or you really want to believe what the psychic is saying, and so you're more apt to buy into their gimmick or their, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. So I think that uh, is why people can trick themselves into believing their psychic. Yeah. Because I almost did it to myself when I was a, when I was younger. I think you you want to be psychic. That's cool. Because that
0: sounds rad. Yeah.
1: Tell the future. Like have hidden knowledge of people. Uh, That's creepy. (laughs) But I think wanting it to be true, you sort of self-delude a little bit, you know?
0: Well, would you like to hear what the definition of a psychic is?
1: This is the definition as per who?
0: Wikipedia. Ooh. The knower of all. The knower of everything. (gasps) Maybe they're psychic. (laughs) Ba-ba-ba-bum. A psychic is a person who claims to use extrasensory perception, ESP, to identify information hidden from normal senses, particularly involving telepathy or clairvoyance, or who performs acts that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws. Psychics encompass people in a variety of roles. Some are theatrical performers, such as stage magicians who use various techniques, like cold reading and hot reading, to produce the appearance of such abilities for entertainment purposes. These are the kind of psychics we have
1: now are these the kinds of like when you say the kinds of psychics
0: the kind of psychic abilities one might have that they employ yeah got it apparition the ability to undergo materialization disappearance or teleportation of an object
1: um so that sounds a lot like apparating yeah like what they do in harry potter Mm -hmm. is that a real thing like do people really claim that they can do that
0: i mean they must I see
1: in the stage show where like they go in the one cabinet, and
0: then yeah, they the other
1: cabinet. But I don't think that's a psychic ability. Yeah, those are twins. Yeah, <laughs> that's just being related <laughs> to someone who looks just like you. Yeah.
0: So we have astral projection or mental projection, mm-hmm. the ability to voluntarily project the astral body, your consciousness being associated with out-of-body experience, in which the astral body is felt to temporarily separate from the physical body. So basically. You go on a trip when you're at home, which we all need in quarantine.
1: (laughs) You know, that's kind of weird is that now that we're all in quarantine, I don't really hear people talking about astral projection. No one's just like, not bothering me. I went to Mars. Like, I astral projected.
0: You think that like the the teachers of this would like promote more.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. The schools. Yeah. The thing is, you have to go there so they can, uh, you know, prey upon you.
0: Well, I mean, obviously you can go there if you astral project. Not if
1: you haven't learned yet.
0: (laughs) You might end up somewhere else. (laughs) I think
1: that's how... I think if you astral project to the school to learn how to astral project, they automatically have to give you a certificate.
0: (laughs) A certificate in astral projection?
1: Well, I don't think you get a diploma. Uh, I'm looking it up, and I will try to get a a certificate. Next
0: week episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will try to get a certificate of astral projection. Oh,
0: please do. Okay. There's automatic writing. The ability to draw or write without conscious intent. So there's an episode of um, the cryptic keeper where they talk about this, where a woman would do that and kind of like badmouth her husband to get him to do things. So she's like, oh, no, the ghost came in me. So he's writing for me. She ended up like writing under a pseudonym of a man because it was the ghost. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I've heard of this with a lot. Of, it's mostly pertaining to ghosts. Yeah. Now, I've seen people do automatic drawing in conjunction with remote viewing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I've mostly seen it with ghosts, where the ghost is speaking through, in sort of a mediumship kind of way. They're speaking through them. It's the same thing as people talking in a strange voice. It's just they're yeah. writing it down.
0: Like they don't have to do accents they don't. or talk in Latin. Like if they if they have stage fright, they <laughs> just write it down. That would be my kind of... That would be the ghost you would be. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I
1: don't want to speak in front of all these strangers.
0: There's too many people. I've never done this before.
1: <laughs> just, just write it down. Here. Oh,
0: that's what I said on our first date. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: You meant go out to a nice restaurant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, we have divination. The ability to gain insight into a situation using occult means.
1: Divination is probably the form of psychic ability that I'm most familiar with. Mm -hmm. And it's probably the one that I think most people are exposed to. Because mediums are one thing, but I don't think most psychics, at least the ones on TV that claim to be mediums, I don't think they're actually mediums. I think they're divining information from ghosts. I mean, that's, obviously that's not what they're doing. They're cold reading. <laughs> but that's really what it seems more like they're doing. Because they can't give straight in. Am- like a medium would speak through, like in yeah. Ghost. When Patrick Swayze speaks directly through Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. But they don't Hold do on.
0: that. When Patrick Swayze does that, and like they have the point where like Demi Moore makes out with Patrick Swayze, is she making out with Whoopi Goldberg? She's
1: making out with Whoopi
0: Goldberg. That's, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, Ted Danson? Bitch, <laughs> I might be. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that totally threw me for
1: a loop. I might be Ted Danson. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. You want to be Ted Danson? Oh, yeah. I could go for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: That's mediumship, is mm-hmm. having a ghost speak through you. But, like, when you look at John Edwards, when you look at uh, uh, James Van Prague, like, all these psychics that claim to speak to ghosts... They get really weird, kind of hazy information, and to me, that's much more divining information. Yeah, using a spirit. I mean, that's obviously not what they're doing, mm-hmm. but that's more akin to that kind of thing.
0: I think that divination is more in kind of the public consciousness because, like, y- there's games, you know, where you mm-hmm. like hang a crystal over a piece of paper, and if pendulums. the wind hits it, yeah. Oh, there's a word for that. Yeah, pen- pendulums. Yeah, so I think it's more of the the fun. One,
1: no yeah. doubt, because I mean, Ouija boards are a form of divination, yeah. The pendulums, like you were talking about, flipping a
0: coin, flipping a
1: coin, yeah. I mean, uh, reading tea leaves, like, divination takes a, a pretty wide range, even, even like reading, you know, the zodiac, mm-hmm. interpreting star signs, like, that's all divination. Not to mention the fact that most psychics that you go to see, you know, for the haha fun time psychics, yeah, they're fortune tellers. That's what tarot is, tarot is divination, that's mm-hmm. what reading your palm is. Definitely, that's the one people are most uh, you know familiar
0: with. The next one, I can't with this one. This is dowsing. <laughs> the ability to locate water, sometimes using a tool called a dowsing rod. One, why? Why what? Why do you need that? To locate water using...
1: So, I understand why you would need it to locate water. Because this is definitely something from back in the day when water was... You know, like when you have people on the frontier or when you have people that are trying to locate underground water. Because I mean, I get up. it
0: for like its practical purposes, but um, there's been like ghost shows where they use those to like point out ghosts and stuff. Yeah. And they like turn which way it's like.
1: Oh, no, no. The reason for that is it's fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so invested with your actual. You
1: yeah, know, that, that's what it is. It's fake. It doesn't do anything. I also don't understand why it's practiced, yeah. because the people who use dowsing rods, I've seen these videos on YouTube, with like, it's usually like middle-aged people, and they all have their dowsing rods, and they're walking around someone's yard, and they cross, and they go, oh, there it is. Yeah. And it's like, well, why are you guys finding water? <laughs> why are you trying <laughs> to find water? All they're really doing is all getting together and trying to prove that the dowsing rods work. Who? Why? Like, why? Yeah.
0: Energy medicine, the ability to heal with one's own astral, mental, or spiritual energy.
1: I don't think I've ever encountered anyone who claimed to be an energy healer. I'm curious if like, that's what people doing Reiki are doing.
0: I'm one. Every time one of the kids gets hurt, <laughs> I kiss their boo-boos and they're fine. They are fine.
1: That's true. You do, you do heal them with the
0: power of mommy kisses. Yeah, mommy kisses are, they're <laughs> strong.
1: But I don't think anyone would say that's psychic. Like, that's genuinely magic. <laughs>
0: Levitation, the ability to float or fly by mystical means. Mind freak. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's what I was gonna say. I was like, uh, Chris Angel did it poorly,
0: so
1: I've seen people do this like on TikTok. Like people do yeah. doing levitation. Like, it's not psychic. No one can fly.
0: We've been watching like four hours a day of Scooby Doo because of our daughter, and um, there's a lot of reasons why one might levitate and it'd be fake.
1: Yeah, like, like literally, you could use a pulley system and a rope. Mm-hmm.
0: or um magnets
1: magnets wind giant wind machine (laughs) yeah no i mean even if like whenever you see those kinds of guys like chris angel you know and david blaine did it too i think when they levitate they levitate inches off the ground and then get back down again and then i think they i think chris angel did it like he levitated off like the grand canyon or something yeah and it's all an illusion but like it serves no practical (laughs) purpose like it's like if you were Superman and you could fly, but only as fast as you could run. Like, <laughs> it, just, it serves no practical purpose. It's not useful to anyone. He's not rescuing kittens out of trees.
0: But do you know what he is? Line break <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: 2003. <laughs> what a wasteland.
0: <laughs> okay, medium shipper channeling. The ability to communicate with spirits.
1: Yeah, and this is, for my money, this is the most insidious of all of the psychic claims yeah this is definitely the worst is telling people you're in touch with dead people
0: i'm on the fence because some people feel a great well like a sense of calm because you know their loved ones are saying hi and they're getting that communication but then it's also really
1: mean it's a lie lie. it's totally a lie yeah I think that it's just too much of a slippery slope. I don't think you can say, like, well, it's okay to BS some people about their dead loved ones because who am I hurting? And it makes them feel better. At what point do you stop? At what point do you draw the line and say, okay, I can't say this or that, you know?
0: True. This one is a favorite of Jerry's. It's Psychic Surgery.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: The ability to remove disease or disorder within or over the body tissue via an energetic incision that heals immediately afterwards.
1: Mm -hmm. I've done this. I didn't have it done to me. I didn't have (laughs) a a tumor taken up. But I did this for uh, like a talent show.
0: I'm sorry. What? Yep. (laughs) I can't imagine why you didn't date in school.
1: (laughs) But no, uh, we did, I did do this, it, and it is a magic trick. That's all it really is. Um, and we did it with a little blood packet made from a balloon and raw bacon. I mean, it's it's literally, you're just acting. You're just pretending, and the, the audience is at one side of the thing, so they can't see all the, you know, the smoke and mirrors behind the scenes.
0: I just want you guys to know that Jerry was miming surgery right now. <laughs> in case you guys didn't see that in our living room. Yeah, I don't know why I'm <laughs> doing that.
1: That's a... you are sitting quietly the whole podcast. Everyone we've recorded... Me and my hands are all moving around. I'm like, it's for nobody. <laughs> no one can see what I'm doing. But yeah, I love psychic surgery I, as a performance. I think it's compelling and interesting as a performance. But yeah. when you're lying to people and telling people that you're really healing them, that you cross over into that dark side of of, uh, of psychics.
0: I mean, honestly, that's the American health system right now. So it's like, whatever. <laughs>
1: satire <laughs> <laughs> topical
0: precognition or premonition the ability to perceive future events
1: have you, have you ever um, seen the psychics that make like these grandiose predictions yes i really enjoy the videos of psychics that are making these mega predictions that in no way come true
0: and that's weird because like you could fact check that because the future comes yeah and then the things didn't happen. That's the
1: thing. Yeah. I think it's like they say it and then they're like, ah, people will forget I said that. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Like, this is the internet age. Like, yeah. everything is recorded. Like those psychic twins that said that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election and then she didn't. You know? Yeah. Also, none of these psychics who can predict the future uh, are ever winning the lottery.
0: I think that's like the big, like, cliche thing is like they never, yeah, they never win the lottery or they never, yeah. you know. like. Well,
1: and the psychic twins, that question was put to them. They were asked, well, how come you've never played the lottery? And they said, well, we would like to dedicate our gift to helping others. It's like, right, but it doesn't hurt to have money, right? That's why you charge people so much for your services.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't...
0: Like, charging a couple hundred dollars an hour, like, why don't you just win the lottery and then do it for free?
1: Yeah. Or just do it for free. Don't be, you know, a shithead. Like, just yeah. do it for free. If you're really about helping people, then you shouldn't need money. Yeah. I am so hostile to those twins. <laughs> <laughs> Twins freak me out. I'm sorry. If you're a twin you're listening, I'm sorry. You do look alike and it's weird. And, and that's my problem. That's not yours. <laughs> you are just the way that nature made you. And that's fine.
0: I just want to let one. you know at Harley Paranormal, we do not discriminate against twins. Jerry's just stupid.
1: Twins or triplets or quadruplets or any other kind of weird mutants. Uh... Lacey loves you.
0: Now I'm going to corner the twin market. <laughs> Telekinesis, the ability to manipulate objects by the mind. Which is what I would want the most because I'm lazy.
1: Obviously, that's the best one. I think Yuri Geller probably comes the closest to a psychic that's claiming to be able to do that. Because, but even then, he's not moving anything with his mind. He's just rubbing a spoon. Though he does a trick, um, or he used to do a trick, where there would be a pencil on the edge of a table, and he would, where half the pencil is off the table, and he would move his hands in a way where he was manipulating the psychic energy. There was another psychic back in the day that uh, claimed that he was manipulating chi, and the pencil would move. Really, he was blowing on it. And when James Randi uh, wanted to debunk this, he just put a fish tank over top of the, <laughs> over top of the pencil and was like, "Okay, do it now." And it was just like, "Oh, the glass is interfering with the energy." And you know, I mean, that's really the closest. I've never seen anybody move anything with it.
0: Also, James Randy is the sassiest man, and I love him. Because yeah. he's just like, he's not like rude or anything. He's just like, okay, well, you say that you could do this. I'm just going to do this very light obstacle for you. Good luck. He's
1: very, yeah, exactly. He's very direct. He's not mean. He's just, these are facts. <laughs> he has zero chill when it comes to psychics, and it's exactly what they need. <laughs> no chill. All heat. <laughs> <laughs> James Randy, that's my new catchphrase. No chill, all heat. Hardly paranormal. <laughs>
0: but also, the question I always ask is, does Tai Chi have anything to do with chai tea? Can someone let me know in the comments? We
1: understand that neither of those things have anything to do with psychics or paranormal, <laughs> but we are just so gosh darn curious <laughs> if someone could help us.
0: I've been asking this for years, and I didn't have an outlet to ask multiple people. Here it is. Emails are probably on yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> Psychometry, the ability to obtain information about a person or an object by touch.
1: I can't remember where I saw it, but I was a kid. And we saw someone do this, like a live performance, where they were like at like a flea market or something.
0: and they. That sounds like a Collingswood flea market thing. It
1: does. <laughs> <laughs> the old Collingswood flea market. We've got psychics. Buffalo <laughs> nickels.
0: Pokemon bring, cards.
1: Bring your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I saw someone do this where they could give information. They give people information about personal items that they were handed, and it was like stuff you could definitely like ascertain by looking at the person who handed it to you. Yeah, like one of them all was the, the one like that someone
0: gives you a license and <laughs> driver's license.
1: <laughs> well, the one that stuck out of my mind was there was a lady that handed it was a watch, and she handed it to her and. Uh, It was a man's watch, and this lady was um, an older lady. She probably looked like she was in her 50s or 60s. And the psychic said, this belonged to your husband. And she was like, yes. I think that's a pretty good guess. I think if you're a woman in possession of a man's watch, and you're bringing it to someone who's doing psychometry, it's either going to be your husband's
0: or your dad's. Okay, but what if she just has very handsome taste in jewelry? (laughs) Then that psychic is in hot water.
1: (laughs) But then she said, was he a smoker? And the lady goes,
0: yeah. You can smell that. Not
1: just that, but yeah, like one, the lady smelled like smoke. Yeah. And she had those wrinkles around her mouth that smokers get. So it, you know, stands to reason her husband probably smoked too. Yeah. I was like, I remember watching this and I'm looking at her and I'm looking at the lady and I was like, All right, like, look at her. Like, of course <laughs> those things are true. Like, so that I saw it and I was interested because I was young. I was like, you know, 14. Yeah. I was really interested. But then once I saw it actually being done, I was like. Oh, this is like a trick.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, so next we have remote viewing. The ability to see distant or unseen target using extrasensory perception. Mm -hmm. This one freaks me out. I actually watched a
1: documentary on remote viewing years ago, like a decade ago. And the military took it very seriously. And there were people that were being trained to remote view. And what it is, is like, I would tell you, okay, this is the target, like, I need you to find this person, and they would show like a picture of an individual, and they would say, find out where they are. And then what a lot of these psychics did was they would like go take a nap, like they would go lay down or put headphones on or meditate, and then they would draw like a location. And sure enough, nine times out of ten, that's where the person was. That's wild, right? I don't know how that is done. I'm gonna guess that it was a trick. Like I, I feel like because the documentary was focusing on a group that was taught how to do it, I feel like there was some some information being fed to these people for the documentary.
0: Do you think it's the kind of group like in Stripes where they're like no good nicks kind of in the military and they found a way to just nap and not do anything? And then they <laughs> sold this story?
1: I like the idea that it's a bunch of people who like have figured out how to get out of working, nap all the time and draw pictures and they were like good lord that's the dream we're psychics that's (laughs) why we do these things give us your money
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that sounds awesome yeah well sign me up
1: the part i agree with is that it is definitely a sham (laughs) 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 but i don't really know how remote viewing is done but i know that remote viewing is used extensively among those psychics that like to help the police find missing people yeah do you know how often the police find someone because of a psychic? No. Not really all that often, which is why most police departments don't have, like, an on-staff psychic. <laughs> because it doesn't work most of the time. Yeah. Personally, if we had someone in our life that was missing, and the police are like, yeah, we're going to consult the psychic, I'd be like, can I talk to your manager? Like, is there, like, <laughs> who manages the cops? Like,
0: Who watches the Watchmen?
1: Because this is some shenanigans. <laughs> They might as well just be like, hey, so we flipped a coin. We think she's either going to be here or here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so we have retrocognition. The ability to supernaturally perceive past events. Which, I mean, that's Captain Hindsight from South Park, right? <laughs>
1: I don't actually understand what that means, like, to see past events. Is it, like, past events that they were not present for?
0: Yeah, Do they have to be there?
1: Or is... Well, that's just remembering things, and <laughs> That's not psychic. Like... <laughs> If you were there, then it's not... You just remember it. That's
0: true. I'm even... Right over my head. You're definitely not a psychic. (laughs) See, I told you, I don't know things I should know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I would imagine that that is describing uh, people who can see... Like, uh, you know, like they go to a crime scene and they can see what happened at the crime scene. Even if they weren't there. But again... That's not real, because how many of those people work for the police on a regular basis? Yeah. How many times are the police like, oh, man, let's get our uh, post-cognition agent out here to, like, <laughs> post-cog this place? Like, it doesn't happen.
0: I love that. I want that on SVU. <laughs> That'd be a horrifying job to do on SVU.
1: To be the person that gets to witness the murder with yeah. their supernatural powers. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. No oh, thanks.
0: Okay, we have one more. Telepathy. The ability to transmit or receive thoughts supernaturally. Yeah, no. (laughs) Just no? Well,
1: (laughs) no for two reasons. One, I thought I could do this when I was younger. And I realized that I was self-deluging. But it was, was, you know, you you, you trick yourself. And a lot of these people that think they can read minds, that is what they're doing. Because I've noticed that with people that engage in telepathy, they cannot talk. A lot of these people that engage in telepathy... They cannot read minds of people they don't know intimately. Yeah. And my second reason is that not everyone thinks the same. So, like, I think in words and language, just like you. But not everybody does. Some people don't think in language at all. Some people think exclusively in images and impressions. And and I hope that's not blowing anyone's mind right now. And if it is, I apologize. Uh, But yeah, not everyone thinks in words. Some And some people are in between, where they think both in words and impressions and images. So reading minds would be very complicated, I think. Unless you're talking about straight telepathy, where like, I'm like a radio. Like, I'm conveying a message to you back and forth. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't matter, because it's not real.
0: <laughs> there is one man who is awesome. His name is James Randi. Oh, yeah. And Jerry knows a bit about him, if you'd like to...
1: I know a ton about James Randi. James Randi is one of my personal heroes. He So if, if you're unfamiliar with who James Randi is, he was once known as the Amazing Randi. He was a stage magician for decades, back in the 50s and the 60s. And after he kind of got out of the magic game, he decided to switch to kind of a paranormal investigator. But he specifically investigated people with claims of psychic abilities. He had shows on TV. He had specials.
0: And, and they are super uncomfortable they are
1: crazy <laughs> uncomfortable because what he would do is he for a long time the james randy foundation offered a ten thousand dollar reward for anyone who could prove under reasonable scientific experimentation uh, parameters that they had a psychic ability and then they upped it now it's at one million dollars and no one has claimed that prize and he has debunked some of the greatest psychics of all time. And by greatest, I mean most popular, like Yuri Geller, mm-hmm. who hated James <laughs> Randi. Sylvia Brown. I mean, just, I, the list is eternal.
0: <laughs> Do you know how many people applied?
1: Uh, since when?
0: Since its Inception. beginning, yeah. No. Over a thousand, not one.
1: And that's curious to me because I think that, if you were psychic, why wouldn't you just do it? Why would not you claim the million bucks and go yeah. about your merry business? James already considered himself a conjurer of illusions. He always maintained that what he was doing was playing upon your assumptions and that that's what psychics or charlatans, as he called them, that's what they did. He would demonstrate what they were doing. But He would do it himself. Yeah. He did the spoon bending that Yuri Geller did, and he showed Which, that it could be done by anyone.
0: Can we discuss that that was entertainment in the 70s? Was that spoon thing? We've watched that video a million times.
1: Not just that that was entertainment, but Yuri Geller lives in like a mansion. He made millions of dollars off of bending spoons with his mind.
0: It's not even his mind. He's rubbing the spoon. Like if, yeah. a, if the spoon bent with Jess's mind or, you know, something outside of that, that'd be dope. But like he's rubbing his finger on it.
1: Yeah. Like it's it's definitely not. with. And he's, his explanation was that he is focusing his psychic energy to the point where he's rubbing. And it's uh, whatever, Yuri.
0: But, like, he...
1: You're insane. <laughs> ah!
0: God. It also sounds like you're insane, so I'm very excited you're about that. <laughs> that's horrible. Do you think that's what they called him in school? I
1: Well, that's what I call him now, from, <laughs> on, from this moment. forward. But he... One of the things I think is, like, the most lasting legacy of James Randi is not just the James Randi Foundation for Skeptical Inquiry, uh, which tries to really disarm the psychics that are harming people that are taking their money that are giving them false hope but it's created this whole new breed of magicians and mentalists that use their talents to sort of pull back the curtain like darren brown comes to mind he's a british mentalist that uses what he does his and he's a very very talented mentalist to you know give a psychic reading or to read someone's mind or to to to, you know contact ghosts or something Mm -hmm. and then when the people are astounded he then reveals how he did it to show them that it's a trick.
0: That makes me so sad because, like, they must feel really dumb. Well, you
1: know what? I think that uh, is actually part of why, like, half of all the people I've seen him do this to, they still believe he's actually psychic and that he's lying. Oh, my God. So, I mean, part of it is maybe you don't want to feel foolish. And maybe yeah. part of it is, you know, you really, really, really want it to be true.
0: Well, there are two types of readings. Okay, and...
1: so you're talking about the kinds of readings that people get at, like, You know, like a carnival or like if you go, if you seek out a professional psychic.
0: I imagine they're kind of the same thing. Okay. I don't know much about palm reading and tarot cards per se. Like I know how to do a reading of tarot cards, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how the psychic part fits into that. I know the physical reading, not the like the predicting. You know, So
1: with tarot cards and palmistry, there really isn't a whole lot of predicting. The psychic doesn't actually have to have any kind of psychic abilities of their own. All they're doing is interpreting signs, because it's a form of divination. With tarot cards, the cards just show up, and they all have meanings. Yeah. And that's up to the psychic to interpret the meaning of it. It can really be whatever you want it to be. You can interpret it any way you want, positively or negatively.
0: Well, I mean, they have basic guidelines of what card means... What?
1: But right, like even, but if I were to pull a card that means, you know, uh, ordeal, that could mean a struggle where you come out on top later, like you come out growing, or it means an ordeal where, like, you're just going to face rough times and there'll be no positive resolution. Hmm. It's interpretive, which is not good when you're trying to get straight answers. And palmistry is the same way. All the lines, the mounds, all the things on the hand, they have a meaning like tarot cards. And it's up to the interpretive power of the psychic who's doing it. I think the key difference between, you know, the sort of carnival boardwalk fortune teller and a psychic who, you know, who you would go seek them out, the people who charge hundreds of dollars. Yeah. They are claiming that they are real, that their abilities are gifts from the divine or gifts from nature or they have a spirit that gives them their abilities, Mm -hmm. whatever they're claiming, and that they are legitimate. Whereas the people at the carnival or the people at the boardwalk... I think it's generally understood by the people who pay and the psychics themselves that yeah. this is an entertainment thing.
0: It's like a like an unseen contract. Unspoken, Un- unspoken contract, contract. Yeah. yeah. So just like, we're just having fun. You're in cahoots with each other. Yeah. They're not no one's saying anything, it, but it's like a wink-wink kind of... Right.
1: They're not pretending it's real, and you're not going to call them out for it either. Yeah. But there are the other psychics that definitely are not like
0: that. There are two different ways that psychics obtain information from individuals. There is a cold reading and a warm reading. A cold reading is just kind of casting the net and seeing if there's any, you know, names with like a P or an L or if someone, you know, had a heart attack or you knew a lady.
1: Making really general statements yeah. to a crowd.
0: And just seeing who they pick out. Mm-hmm. So then a warm reading is when they find out some information beforehand that they can use for these people in their readings. So they
1: do they do some research. Yeah. That's my favorite. There is a, uh, a video on YouTube, which if I can find it, I'll, I'll link it in the description, that what it was is a old museum that used to, I think it was like a chocolate factory or something. Hell yeah. And they brought some psychics in to see if they could pick up on anything and to...
0: <gasps> oh yeah, I love this.
1: Yeah. And all the information that they gave, because it was two different psychics, was pretty much identical. They talked about the guy who ran the factory. He was a bad man. And all the information that they gave came from the website for that factory that the producers of the show made up and put on the website.
0: And watching the psychics walk through and like feel things and, you know, I see uh, a man. Watching them fake
1: it. Yeah. Oh, it's pain. It's also so delicious. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like it's getting a, a tattoo. I'm, <laughs> it's a <chocolatey>. It's <laughs> It's like getting a tattoo. It's so painful, but I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here for. <laughs>
0: So, the reason why we mention these two types of readings is because they're pretty synonymous with most psychics. They are their top tools. And we're going to go through three of them, which are my favorite ones because uh, they're pretty cringy, I got to say.
1: So, we're going to go through some psychics, some yes. famous psychics. Yep. Awesome.
0: So, we're going to start with John Edward. And this is a segment from his website.
1: I want to preface this by saying John Edward, he's not listening. <laughs>
0: he might be he can hear us
1: he's a rat bag (laughs) i do not like john edward i'm just gonna put that out there right forward now like i do not like him
0: i like who we're gonna stay neutral on this channel it's like no fuck them they're lying well no (laughs) (laughs) every episode i was like no go fuck yourself you're lying
1: john edward is one of those psychics that it's not just like he's lying and taking people's money he's like giving people false hope he lies to people about their loved ones that have passed and he has pretty stringent requirements if you're going to go see him live. Like, you have to sign a contract saying that you will not try to, like, argue with him.
0: You're also bugged, too. Yeah, um, bugged. My aunt tried to go on there, and, like, they have mics all over the place.
1: Yeah. So they're really, really trying to make sure that you can't call him out on his yeah. skullduggery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, would you like to say what um, John Edward thinks of John Edward?
1: I would love to say what John Edward thinks of John Edward.
0: So, straight from his website. John Edward has brought a fresh, honest, and thought-provoking attitude to the world of psychic phenomenon. As a medium, author, and lecturer, he has, over the last three decades, helped thousands with his uncanny ability to predict future events and communicate with those who have crossed over to the other side. Deeply compelling, often startling, and occasionally humorous, John's down-to-earth approach has earned him a vast and loyal following.
1: Yeah, 100%. When John Edward, he had he had been on a lot of daytime talk shows in the 90s and the early 2000s. And then he had his television show, Crossing Over with John Edward. And that was a really popular show in America. Yeah, it's
0: one of those um, when you're at home, sick daytime it, TV shows. On
1: between 9 and 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one knows. And he was really popular. And I think part of it is not just what he has to offer as an entertainer. Use that term uh, very loosely. Hostily.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also that he is very charismatic. He does have this sort of like he reminds me of my brother. Like he, <laughs> he just seems very relaxed and you believe him. Uh, but what Until he,
0: you look at YouTube videos where he gets froggy. He does
1: in that, yes, he gets really froggy with people because he doesn't like being told he's wrong. The techniques that John Edward uses, which is a mixture of cold reading and hot reading, or warm reading, as you say, is well known to magicians and psychics for years. So when he became really famous, it wasn't like we'd never heard of this before. There was lots of people who knew he was a sham because they knew the techniques he was using. And largely, especially when you watch the show, or if you watch when he gave a reading to Dr. Phil, he mostly uses cold reading. When, they, when you watch the show, Crossing Over John, it's really edited well it's edited to make him look not only that he's right but that he gives less suggestions because when you watch him live which i have not in person but like i've seen live video mm-hmm. of him he throws out all kinds of crazy like we saw the one video where uh, he's in boston a largely irish city and he's like is there like an uh, a flynn or an o'flanagan or like an o'sullivan and it was like Dude, pick one. Like, yeah. You're talking like four to five people in that city have an Irish background. Like, are you nuts? Like,
0: <laughs> Well, it's funny you bring that up because I have a, like, testimonial from someone who was on the show and told the story.
1: Oh, on Crossing Over?
0: Yeah. Nice. They said, I was on the John Edwards show. He even had a multiple guest hit on me that was featured on the show. However, it was edited. So my answer to another question was edited in after one of his questions. In other words... His question and my answer were deliberately mismatched. Only a fraction of what went on in the studio was actually seen in the final 30-minute show. He was wrong about a lot and was very aggressive when someone failed to acknowledge something he said. Also, his production assistants were always around while we waited to get into the studio. They told us to keep very quiet, and they overheard a lot. I think that the whole place was bugged somehow. Also, in the studio, we had to wait for almost two hours before the show began. Throughout this time, everyone was talking about what dead relative of theirs might pop up. Remember, all this occurred under microphones with cameras already set up. My guess is that he was backstage listening and looking at all of us and noting certain readings. When he finally appeared, he looked at the audience as if he were trying to spot people he recognized. He also had ringers in the audience. I can tell because about 15 people arrived in a chartered van once they were inside and did not sit together. So that's pretty... Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's what I mean about his combination of... of cold and warm reading because that having that foreknowledge letting everyone mingle and talk that's that's you know that's warm reading i don't think there's any question that john edward himself is not actually a psychic i don't think he is i i mean the techniques he used they are stage tricks they've yeah. been used by magicians for decades if not longer than that mm-hmm. before john edwards because he was like i think he brought psychics to the mainstream as like a semi-legitimate, personable kind of uh, individual.
0: Yeah, like he wasn't gimmicky, which is, a, I think that's why people believed him.
1: Yeah, because he always wore those sweaters. Yeah, and like, and like those glasses. <laughs> and he was really, yeah, he would take them off sometimes to talk to people. He was very personable. Yeah. Very charming uh, individual, which I'm sure helped him enormously. But that's not where psychics first came into the public eye, is it?
0: No. Would you like to hear of a great one from the 90s who is my absolute favorite? Yes. Are you ready for Miss Cleo? Oh, yeah. So not everyone
1: knows who Miss Cleo is. Yeah. Because some of the listeners may either be too young to remember Miss Cleo, or they might be in another country where they were never subjected to Miss Cleo's commercials.
0: So at, like, midnight, you would see these infomercials for Miss Cleo constantly. Mm Mm-hmm. Is always like, call me now and get your free tarot card reading. And the cards don't lie. And it was like $5 a minute to talk so, to her.
1: So a little, just a smidge more background to anyone who's not familiar. Miss Cleo was a psychic on TV that you would call. And she had commercials with her phone number. She would give you a psychic reading over the phone, just like Lacey said. And it was, yeah, it was insanely expensive, especially for the 90s. Like $5 a minute was astronomically high. Yeah. And she spoke with a Jamaican accent.
0: Like a bad one. Like
1: a totally, absolutely fake Jamaican accent. Yeah. Uh, and she had multiple psychics on her we- her website. Or not her website, because it was, like, 1993. <laughs> no websites. On her network, the Psychic Friends Network. Yes.
0: Um, Which, I mean, that sounds rad. I want to be in the Psychic Friends, don't you?
1: Like, I, that sounds like the most niche superhero group of all time.
0: And I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: But Miss Cleo was, she took the concept of the fortune teller on the boardwalk, and she brought it to a mass audience. Yeah. And she really opened the door to a lot more of that kind of psychic.
0: She told everyone that she was trained in voodoo by Haitian mambo, and she implored people to call in for a free reading that way, with her credentials. <laughs> and so when people were called, they were redirected to phone banks consisting of a slew of other actors who had also been hired and given scripts to base their readings on. So everyone kind of got the same reading all the time.
1: Well, there were there were two main sort of networks that you could call into. Uh, I misspoke. Psychic Friends Network was not her network, but it was the other oh, major one.
0: Psychic Readers Network Psychic Readers
1: Network, yeah. And that was her. <laughs> she wasn't
0: friendly enough to be in the Psychic Friends. And if you guys can... Um, Go on YouTube and listen to her infomercials because her voice is insane and it'll brighten your day, I think.
1: Yeah, it's very funny. Her uh, voice is burned into my psyche.
0: Oh, forever. So, um, would you like to know who she really was?
1: Yeah, let's find out who she really was and what happened to her because she's not around anymore.
0: Well, she died a couple years ago. Her name is Yuri Del Harris and she began to work for the Psychic Readers Network under the name Cleo in the 1990s. Where is she
1: from? Because she's not from Jamaica.
0: No. Miss Cleo was not from Jamaica. She's from L.A., which seems a little culturally insensitive that she's using this horrendous Jamaican accent. Yeah, maybe. So she got her whole character from a play that she did, and she was just a Jamaican lady in one of the plays, and she just used that character to become a psychic. The Psychic Readers Network has 6 million people calling in, racking up about $1 billion in charges. The average cost of a call was $60.
1: And this was over the course of that network's entire lifetime.
0: Yeah. They actually, of the $1 billion
1: that they charge people, they only actually collected $500 million of it. Oh. That's a lot for people that are giving bogus psychic advice.
0: Yeah. The companies behind her were forced to give back half of that. Over the $24 million her hotline raked in monthly, she claimed to have earned just $0.24 cents a minute, approximately $15 an hour. Which, I mean, that's, why is that, does that not, is that not enough? $15 an hour in the 90s? And eventually she was, like, fined and sued and stuff, but she didn't do any jail time for which, I mean, she probably saw that coming. Ouch. But I mean, she doesn't have, like, it's not super interesting about Miss Cleo, it's just I love her so much and the infomercials that she brought to my life when I was 10 and couldn't sleep.
1: It's worth noting that Miss Cleo is another one of those psychics that employed a lot of cold reading. Uh, Not just Miss Cleo, but all the psychics that worked for her network and for the Psychic Friends Network, they used a lot of cold reading to get information about their callers. Uh, Some of them didn't even have to go that far. Uh, There are still psychic hotlines that you can call nowadays.
0: My mom used to call them. Oh my god. (laughs) They told her that I was going to have three kids, two girls and a boy
1: well one of each so we're almost
0: there i'm getting my tubes tied tomorrow <laughs>
1: <laughs> the psychic networks that you can call nowadays they will even have you answer like a questionnaire while you wait for your psychic <laughs> and i can't think of anything more stupid than feeding a psychic information before it's
0: before they tell yeah, you and why things. are you helping them <laughs> right like last but not least in this episode at least from the east coast Our angel, Teresa Caputo. Oh, God. Would you like to see what her website has to say about her? This is good. Strap in. And it's not at all pretentious or, like, humble bragging. Okay, you ready?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I've been seeing, feeling, and sensing spirit since I was four years old, but it wasn't until my 20s that I learned to communicate with the souls in heaven. After suffering from debilitating anxiety and trying to manage it on my own, And with a therapist for years, my mom introduced me to a spiritual healer and teacher named Pat Longo. After just one session, she told me that I was suppressing spirit's energy, which caused a lot of my anxiety and helped me learn to channel spirit through my chakras and release it with my words. I began to heal and come into my own. When I accepted my gift, I decided to use it to deliver healing messages that would help people learn, grow, and embrace life. I've been a practicing medium for over 10 years now and toured the country with my live show, Teresa Caputo, Live the Experience. I've also written three books. If you're interested in the reading, please know that I am booked for two years before the first show aired. And in addition to that, I have a very extended waiting list. The people that have emailed, written in, or have filled out the online form have been added to that list.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So you can... Just fill out a form and she'll give you a psychic reading based on the form?
0: Maybe. It goes on. Unfortunately, being on this list does not guarantee an appointment. The people featured on Long Island Medium are selected from all the lists. Factors include location, availability, and who feels comfortable being on television are taking into consideration. Because it's impossible to schedule so far out. I am so incredibly honored and grateful for all your love and support. I am truly blessed by all of you. Thanks for your patience and understanding. Heart Emoji.
1: Wait, she said it's impossible to schedule that far out. She's a psychic. How does she not know people's availability? She'd be like, oh, no, you won't be busy then.
0: Well, the spirits didn't tell her.
1: They should get on that. (laughs) The spirit is just like a slacker. So for people that might not be familiar with Teresa Caputo, she's also called a Long Island Medium, uh, which I like that name because it sounds like a really tiny version of a Long Island iced tea.
0: And I want to drink that immediately. Yeah, we
1: should definitely make (laughs) a a, a quarantine cocktail. She has like this insane giant blonde, like Karen Bob haircut. And she.
0: It's like if you got the Karen hair and like stapled a bunch of other Karen hairs to it to make like Super Saiyan Karen hair.
1: Like you were keeping chinchillas in your hair <laughs> and it had to get bigger to accommodate them. Yes. And she is really combative with clients too. Like I've seen on her show, uh, she did a reading with uh, like a news uh, team and any time they were like nope that's not me she's like well i think it is i you know i don't think i'm wrong here it's like <laughs> are you telling that dude that he, you know more about his family than he Yeah is? but she is pretty popular in america she has like like you mentioned she has her show um, and she's on daytime tv all the time she's sort of this medium to the stars now but she to me at least is very off-putting like as a person
0: Yeah uh, she just who she is as like a, a soul.
1: Yeah, she's pretty off putting. But she also claims to have an ability to speak to the dead and to connect people with those that have passed on. And I find that to be kind of despicable in and of itself, so that might be influencing my opinion of her a little bit. She also does heavily employ cold reading and hot reading. Her team does lots of research before she talks to anybody. Uh, there's a reason oh, that, that waiting list is. Yeah, so it's
0: gonna long. say like they need to do research.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the, I mean, that's why the waiting list is so long. It's the same thing as waiting in John Edwards' studio. They're just gathering information about you.
0: Yeah. I have one last story, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's about Teresa Caputo, and it's about someone who went to her show. This is a testimonial. Yes. And it's from our friend, NewJersey.com. After her spiel, Caputo announced that a few folks had been selected from her fan club to come backstage. A woman across the aisle was picked and immediately began to cry. The readings hadn't even begun. Caputo began with the front row. Who was a dad that passed? A woman raised her hand and they were off to the races. Cameras followed Caputo and a screen on stage shows the action. One crew member who followed along had the sole job of passing out tissues. But Caputo was off right from the start saying something about the woman's dad passing from the chest and the woman couldn't validate. She moved on. What about the mother figure she asked. Another woman rose and was handed a microphone while the first woman stood there hanging waiting. She asked if that woman's mother had an issue with her legs. Nope. It went on like this. Anytime something something was wrong for one person, it was right for someone else, and that person stood up. Three mics got passed around. Caputo bounced around all night this way, talking as fast as an auctioneer, leading her own game of spiritual (laughs) whack-a-mole.
1: I like that. That sounds nice. And this is, that sounds pretty standard for what I've heard from people who have gone to other psychics that do the same. Psychic mediums. Uh, like John Edwards and James Van Praagh and so, so and so. that That's kind of the way it goes. Is you're, in a, you're in a group of people. She's throwing out generalizations. Yeah.
0: So, the woman with the suicides competing for Caputo's messages had me feeling bad. They were vulnerable, grieving, eager to validate. Then, as Caputo tried over and over again to get someone in the orchestra area to acknowledge a murder where evidence was mysteriously moved, a woman three tears up from the back starts yelling. It's up here, the woman said, waving her arms wildly, right here. Caputo tried to stay cool, making jokes about how she wishes she could be like Oprah, where you get a reading and you get a reading, but that spirit tells her where to stand. There's no way she was going up there. When the woman shouted again, Caputo scolded her, saying it was very distracting and the audience applauded. That's when the woman flipped her off. Caputo ranted instantly. She gave me the finger, she yelled. Get the fuck out, get her the fuck out. The woman tried to sit down, but eventually was forced out. After she left, Caputo quipped, See, God don't like ugly.
1: What? Yes. So, all right, she's a psychic that Mm -hmm. her main thing is she's trying to help people.
0: She's... She claims to want to help people.
1: Right. And she also claims that spirit or spirits or something outside of herself gives her information, tells her what to do. That, to me, is a huge cop-out because you're saying, well, I can't help you. The spirit said I can't help you. But also... This woman is like, you know, kind of pleading with her that she wants her help and she won't help her. And then the woman understandably gets mad and that bruises her ego, so she kicks her out. That is wild to me. And it's the thing about psychics that seems to be ubiquitous throughout all of them is that they are these self-aggrandizing, egotistical parasites.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) The spirit wouldn't like that. The spirit don't like ugly.
1: (laughs) There are families all over this country, and probably in other countries, that lose children, lose loved ones, and who are grieving, and are grasping at anything. They're vulnerable, they're, you know, they're hurt, and they get sought out by these psychics. Very rarely do these people have to go to a psychic. Psychics will go to them. And that, to me, is such a disgusting parasitic behavior, especially when... It's not real, they're not real, and a lot of these psychics know they're not real, or you know maybe there's some that genuinely think they have an ability and they don't. The James Randi Foundation uncovers those people all the time, where they're convinced they have a psychic power, and then they submit themselves to these tests and they fail the test, and some of them have this sort of like realization, this identity crisis, where they're like, "Holy crap, I'm not psychic at all." <laughs> What do I do now? But these people, like Teresa Caputo, she knows she's not a psychic. She knows what she's doing. She knows it's fake. And luckily, to my knowledge, she has not gotten involved in police cases. Yeah. I think that's a very low thing to do to a grieving family.
0: There is one for real psychic, though. <laughs> Mind
1: break. <laughs> Chris Angel is not a psychic. <laughs>
0: Break. He is a magician, <laughs>
1: and he owes all the controlling shares of Hot Topic.
0: <laughs> he is the one person keeping Hot Topic. In business. Yeah. yeah. He
1: buy he buys Guy liner by the gallon. <laughs> but really, I mean, again, going back to what we said about John Edward, there's no question. When you're talking about John Edward, or you're talking about Teresa Caputo, or you're talking about Miss Cleo, there isn't really any question as to whether or not they are really psychic. They use, you know, age-old techniques to do what they do. And any magician can expose them very, very easily. Any regular person can expose them very, very easily. Now, that begs the question, though. Are psychic abilities real? Do they actually exist? Sure, these famous people are definitely not psychics. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not real.
0: I can believe that maybe there's some kind of extra talent that someone has. What do you mean? Like... I, don't know, I guess we all have a gut feeling of when something's going to happen and maybe there's some part of us that is untapped, you know, whatever our our insides are made of.
1: I think that instinct plays a role in sort of being able to sense something coming mm-hmm. down the line, but I also think your experiences, you know, living life and dealing with things. Mm-hmm. I think you start like, you know how adults can sometimes tell it's going to rain before kids can.
0: Yeah, but that's cuz our joints hurt. <laughs>
1: But also, you know, we've seen a lot of rain. You kind of know what to look for. Mm -hmm. And I think that can play a role too. I mean, that also goes back to the slippery slope of tricking yourself into thinking you're psychic. Yeah. I've never seen a psychic work in your life.
0: So I think that'd be a good question for this week. Have you seen a psychic? Do you believe in psychics? Would you say?
1: No, I will not say that. I will never say that. Would you say
0: that they're hardly paranormal? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would. If you like this episode, you can follow us on Twitter at Harley Paranormy with a Y, on Instagram at Harley Paranormal, and you can like and join our Facebook group, Harley Paranormal. And subscribe, like, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions or comments or want to send us suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at HarleyParanormal at gmail.com.
1: And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Please go leave us a review. It helps us a ton.
0: But also make them really nice because I'm insecure.
1: I'll read the mean ones. Oh, okay, cool. And then I'll, I'll lie to you about what they said. Oh, sweet.
0: <laughs> she didn't stutter at all. <laughs>
1: that guy's laugh is super freaking annoying.
0: <laughs> Her laugh is delightful, though. That guy, he could lead the podcast. <laughs>
1: Beach, out <I might>. am <laughs> So we will see you guys next episode. And remember, it's probably just the wind.
0: Mind (laughs) break.